0: Hello, I'm Roddy Hamilton, the Minister of Nicol Patrick Parish, and again, thank you for the invitation to join you today. Today, let us create a space, a sacred space, where we are to shape silence and words in the place we might meet the love that created us. The God who names us, the Saviour who calls us, and the Spirit who encourages us. And in this space, find ourselves in a story, a post-resurrection story. For we are on a beach early one morning. Some disciples have gone fishing. The one familiar thing they have, because no one has been able to grasp hold of what has just happened. Uncertainty feels scarce. And there, encounter a God who meets us, in abundance
1: after these things jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the sea of tiberias and he showed himself in this way gathered there together were simon peter thomas called the twin nathaniel of cana in galilee the sons of zebedee and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We'll go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in, because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three of them, and though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead.
0: Let us pray. We know that beach, O oh God, where we come uncertain, where futures seem confusing, where the anchors we once had have been released, and how we understand the world has changed. There are no markers anymore. The certainties are fragile and we find ourselves with the disciples trying to find the things we are familiar with and find they no longer work. It is our present world, our church, our politics, our economy, our culture. And here is where you meet us. In the oldest stories we discover the most contemporary moments. So we bring here the confusion we feel about our world, the changes we can't quite grasp, the subtle way our language has shifted, the way our politics is now done, the sense of what it is to be church and what we are unable to do that we once took for granted. These are resurrection times and may we live into that resurrection, that promise of new life, that shakes itself awake after tombs have been sealed and finds new growth where deserts have been, that breathes life in all that is moribund and dry. Living Lord, gracious Lord, may we gather here and feast with you on the abundance of hope and the generosity of love and the presence of promise. Hear us in the global prayer. That unites us. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We meet a story today where the disciples have gone fishing because everything feels empty and uncertain after that first Easter. And in that scarcity, they meet the risen Christ in abundance. Recognising the risen Christ is probably the vital task of the church today. It probably always has been, but we've taken it for granted. The church has been around for generations. We've felt we've had meaning and purpose and something almost vital to our nation and community. So on this side of the pandemic, this side where a lot we took for granted no longer can be taken for granted... Where is the risen Christ? Where is the resurrected life, the life of possibility, the life that has a relationship with the future? I've been a minister now for more than 30 years, <laughs> and in saying that I sound like an old man. But I've never felt the church nationally being more lifeless, yet never felt more potential and the chance to free ourselves into what we are becoming locally. Locally. Those who are members of the congregation will have received a letter about the presbytery plan. A plan which is desperately trying to hold on to familiar structures. A plan so institutionalised it understands only one way of being the church. But it is a pattern that no longer works. I don't know what does work. That's the scary bit. I just don't know what will work other than live as a congregation with honest integrity in relationship with our neighbours in our parish, living hopefully into the future, ready to be a place of welcome and well-being and creativity and connection and love, a conduit of and for good news. And then we meet this story, the throw your nets out the other side of the boat story, the unusual, never done it that way before side of the boat. And many of us don't know how to do that or even wish to do that as what is familiar in our faith and tradition and style is comfortable and will see us out. But we are on that boat at the moment and we've been given the invitation from Jesus, try the other side. And what will we do? We are being forced to think, Outside the boat. I'm not sure any presbytery plan will enable us to do that, as it is being created to simply keep us functioning as a church rather than to live into new resurrected life. Given the Church of Scotland is one of the fastest declining churches in the world, standing in that boat, from what side will we throw the nets? But, but... We already know how to throw our nets out the other side. We know how to make space for others beside us in our community. We know about festivals. We know about support for the least in our local area, support for those who are vulnerable. We do that all the time. We know about worship and making it more imaginative. Shaping a kind, a new kind of space which engages us in the crossroads between faith and the world. We know about podcasts and video worship, about the language we need to adopt to tell our story. We know how to approach our faith stories, not as historical facts, but faith tales that, in a story form, ask the questions we are asking. We already know all that. But that isn't our headline story. Our headline story is we're declining like every other denomination in the West? Might we turn ourselves around and change the rumour of the church? Retell our story? Work under different headlines? Recreate the story that is told of this place? Very soon we'll be exploring as a whole congregation how we can work in a new way from the other side of the boat. Around six themes, which we've talked about before. Welcome, creativity, families, relationships, communication and well-being. And we do that because of this story. When the old familiar ways no longer work, no longer help us see Jesus, the kingdom. If you notice, the disciples' eyes are only opened when Jesus feeds them, creates community with them, reorientates them. When he offers them a community of abundance. When they are experiencing scarcity, when they are hungry for breakfast, for connection, for future, Jesus arrives in abundance. When hope is thin, the light weak, the the life vulnerable, Jesus arrives on the beach with abundance. The disciples recognise the risen Christ when he creates communities of abundance in the midst of scarcity and fear and uncertainty. Our task as a faith community is to do the same. Peter knew there was something not right after resurrection. There was emptiness, something had broken. He had the resurrection blues. Everything was meant to change, but nothing felt that way. He was drained. Had he missed something? The sky was still the same colour. One day followed the next as always. But the story of the empty tomb rattled him. It meant everything must have changed, yet the world felt no different. A phony start. And it was a disappointment. He was standing on a sea cliff, looking inland, knowing he couldn't step back. But the land before him felt completely unfamiliar. He didn't know what to do. So he went fishing. Something he didn't know about. But it didn't work. Something had happened. Resurrection had seeped in, and the usual patterns that explained his world no longer did. Thank you for the invitation once more to join you again on our podcast today. We are carrying on as we do after Easter with all our activities. All of them are advertised online at nkchurch.org.uk or you can receive the bulletin by post or by email which will give you more detail about everything that is happening. We have daybreak now on a Thursday. That's a group for those with some degree of memory loss and just kind of come along to that at one thirty, on a Thursday. Um, we also have um, on Wednesdays the midweek service. That's at 11 o'clock. And on Monday the 2nd, um, of May. We have a group that meets once a month for those who have been bereaved to drop in for coffee and tea and a friendly chat and some support with others in similar circumstances. So you're very welcome to come along to any of these things. But as I said everything's in the bulletin and please do log into the website to find out all the details. Let us pray. And so we pray, just as we are in the places we are, for the uncertainty we feel because of conflict in Ukraine and the ambitions of some and the fears we feel of those in war. We pray for them. For the way our world is changing as uncertainties shift, And politics loses something and our morality is less obvious. We pray. For the least in our communities who receive the worst consequences as cost of living rises and welfare does not keep up. We pray for them. For our faith communities of every kind becoming more conservative and selfish and insecurities mount. We pray for them. For our families and friends, those physically and mentally unwell, those frightened and fearful, lonely and isolated, we pray for them. May our prayers become places to meet, communities that support, words to invite, and a way of living that resurrects us all. So be it. Amen. Go in peace into that resurrected life and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the common life of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Go in peace and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the common life of the Holy Spirit be with us all
1: evermore. Amen.